You're listening to the Athletic Motion Golf Podcast. I'm Mike Renato, and I'm here with my good buddy and co-founder in AMG, Sean Webb. We have one goal with this podcast, to help you improve your game. We're going to do that by showing you what the best players in the world do, and then show you how to incorporate those same moves into your own swing. And we're going to do it all in 15 minutes or less. Today's episode is brought to you by Live View Golf. We use the Live View Pro every day in lessons because it gives our golfers the necessary feedback for improvement. The Live View Pro is like having a swing studio in your pocket. It's a tool we recommend to anyone serious about improving their swing. Check it out at liveviewsports.com backslash AMG to get $40 off at checkout. All right, Sean, we got 15 minutes on our stopwatch. So last episode, we talked about the importance of proper left arm movement and not trying to get the depth in your swing, which, you know, how far that left arm moves across the body with the arms that that should be provided. That look of depth should be provided by the turn. Mm -hmm. Now that covers half of the arms for most people in the swing, that left arm, that lead arm for a right-handed golfer. We've got the other arm still to contend with, and it needs to work properly for the whole system to work properly. And we see this right arm for a right-handed golfer. We see that right arm cause a lot of issues with not only depth, but width in the swing and with shoulder turn in the golf swing. Yeah, this right arm, uh, if there's one thing that can make or break your golf swing, it's the right arm motion, the trail arm motion. I mean, if you have a poor concept and you don't really know what you're supposed to be doing with it, um, it can destroy your whole swing. It'll make it so you don't have any rotation on the backswing. You'll probably sway to the right. You get the club out of position at the top, whether it's across the line or way laid off. The arms are pinned to the chest. I mean, if you don't know how to move your right arm uh, correctly, it's it, there is really you're going to struggle with golf forever. It's just that that <laughs> important. Yeah, and in, in many instances. You know, it's not something, again, we've only got one second, so we don't need 10 seconds worth of swing thoughts for a one-second motion. In most instances, you can really govern what that left arm does by just making sure your right arm moves well. Absolutely. There's there's no doubt. And, it, you know, a lot of times it it uh, it's motion really, like in the last episode we talked about the left arm, that pinning across the chest, a lot of times it's just from people making what I call a lawnmower pull. Like if you can imagine – you know, we'll jump right in here with right arm issues, right? If you can imagine if you were going to start your lawnmower with an old pull uh, cord start on a lawnmower and you pulled your right arm and elbow behind your shirt seam, let's say, on the side of your shirt, on the side of your chest, that's that immediately will get that left arm out of position. So um, it, it very likely, if you have left arm problems, a right arm is a ma- major culprit as well. Absolutely. And... Not only that, that kind of lawnmower pulling motion where that left right elbow gets really deep and behind your side there, as it's doing that, it's going to create the other issue that we see, I would say, probably a conservative estimate without actually looking through the numbers, 94 to 98% of the amateur golfers we see have an issue with too much bend in their right arm. Yeah, there's... um. You know, there's like a number that we look at. It's this right arm bend in gears, and it gives in the Gears 3D motion capture system. It gives us an actual number for how much, um, I guess, bend there is between the upper and lower arm, right? So, 
what we see is the amateurs and the pros move that right arm in completely opposite ways. It's just kind of it's kind of fascinating. I mean, it's another key differentiator for for good golfers and poor golfers. Like, and what we're saying is the pro golfer starts with a little bit of bend at address, and at the top, he's his right arm is wide. Okay. The amateur starts with a dead straight locked out right arm at address, and at the top they've bent their arm to a very narrow position. So let's say the pro is less than 90 degrees between their upper and lower arm at the top. A lot of the amateurs are in that 120 range where they basically have taken their right thumb and touched their right shoulder. If you can do that, kind of imagine that. That's the to me, that's the other the other kiss of death is that overfolded right arm. And a lot of it is because they started with it locked. They just don't realize how that arm is supposed to move. No, you're exactly right. And uh, a lot of golfers, I think, are when they see their swing and they see or their buddy has looked at their swing and they say, yeah, it's like you're collapsing at the top. Mm-hmm. And it's that, okay, so I'm going to fix that right arm from collapsing. And then, like you said, it's just kind of taking your thumb or your fist right to that shoulder. Okay, I'm going to fix that. No problem. I'll just hold my right arm straighter at the start of my swing. Got well, it. what that does is when you don't know how to turn the shoulders properly and you got that right arm straight, there's a certain point kind of around halfway in the backswing, maybe a little later, that there's so much pressure and so much momentum into the club that that trying to keep the right arm is actually almost going to guarantee that you have to kind of just flop that arm back on itself to get any length to your swing at all. And then, like you said, once that happens, the club's going to come out of a different window every time when that when that club is rebounding in the backswing, and you're going to get all sorts of issues. You're going to lose your depth in your swing. You're going to lose the width in your swing. You're just going to be in a world of hurt on the downswing by letting, by kind of adopting the opposite movements that the pros use. And that's a softer right arm to start with so they can kind of keep some width and keep it wide at the top rather than you know, super straight, super width down there at address where it really doesn't matter and then have it collapse on them at the top. Yeah. And you know, you never really want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. So, so to speak on any of this stuff that we talk about, just because you have a swing fall, it doesn't mean that you just freeze the joint or freeze the elbow or something to try not to be collapsed at the top. Cause that's probably going to make it worse. So you're better off, like Mike said, starting with a little bit of softness and almost feel like it, stay, it gets wider as you go to the top. It probably won't just because feel and real sometimes are, are different. But just taking that feeling of not having it so locked but maintaining some width as you go back, that'll set up so many good things in your backswing. I mean, we see it all the time when guys come in that they, they say, oh, I, I can't rotate my, my upper body on the backswing. Well, again, we're back to that chicken and the egg. If their right arm is collapsed at the top, it, it, it's, a, it's a motion that's coupled together. When the right arm is collapsed, the chest doesn't turn. It, it doesn't need to. It almost turns off because they're getting their club motion just from this bending of the right arm to get into the top of the backswing. They don't, they don't have, they're, they don't, uh, they're not incentivized to turn, right? If you can that's imagine right. that word, I mean, why, would they, why would their brain be like, oh, the club's up where it, you know, if your whole goal in your mind is get the club in a position, let's say just parallel to the ground at the top, which by the way, most people should not be swinging back to just for flexibility reasons. But let's say in your mind, your whole goal is to get the club to parallel at the top. Well, if you just do that with your arms, why would your body need to turn? So, you know, you're turned off. You're, if you struggle with turn, 
If you can fix that right arm, we see it all the time. Guys at 30 degrees of rotation with their upper body just by fixing the right arm. It's, it's, it's amazing. Literally like guys in their sixties and even seventies, you know, they've, they've come in to see us because, okay, I'm, I'm, I just want to find more distance. The game's not fun when you're hitting three woods into par four. So I need to find more distance. I don't think I have the flexibility to turn anymore. So we look at their swing. Um, a lot of times you don't even need gears to see this, but we'll look at them on, on gears or we'll look at them on the swing cat and we'll say, okay, yeah, your right arm is literally collapsing. And it's, it's literally as night and day when you're looking at the numbers on something like gears, as soon as you see that collapse start, you see the turn stop. Uh, every time. And I tell golfers like, just think of your right hand as one of those super, you know, I don't even know what you call them. those super attractive magnets. And, you know, if you've ever got two real heavy duty magnets stuck together, it's almost impossible to get, to get them apart. Your hand is one of those magnets. Your shoulder is the other magnet. If you get those things close together, you're done. (laughs) You want to keep those magnets separated. Yeah. And if you keep your magnet separated, you will get to the top with turn rather than with just an arm fold. And you're exactly right. It's, it's that feeling of, okay, the club's going to get up here regardless. How is it going to get up there makes all the difference in the world. And especially for a lot of senior golfers, you have way more rotational ability than you're using because of how you're using the right arm. And once you can kind of learn how to change that and learn how to turn that rotation back on and that arm bending off, then you really start to enjoy the game again because you're hitting more irons into par fours rather than fairway covers you know, fairway woods and hybrids. So it's, you're not going to do both. You're not going to collapse the right arm and have a big shoulder turn, just like you don't do it with the left arm. So once you kind of understand that, you will tap into way more rotation than what you're currently using. Yeah, and you know, just to give you a way to kind of work on it, um, Mike and I have done a lot of videos on this, but if you can if you can go to like Walmart and grab a, like a, a, a kid's swimmy, it look, it used to call them muscles. They're, they they fit on your upper arm so you don't sink when you're in the pool. Um, <laughs> I was, I always a sinker. I had to wear those things. So <laughs> you put it on your right upper arm, blow some air into it. So you will feel it when you start, uh, coll- when you start trying to put pressure on it. So basically you'd set up at a dress. Obviously you wouldn't be pressuring it cause it's way up on your upper arm. But as you go back, you start to fold. But when you feel that, that's that's your end point. And you can that will give you some kind of feedback. Because if you don't have feedback, as soon as this club, you know, the more Mike and I teach, you know, we just realize as soon as the club kind of leaves your field of vision or your hands leave your field of vision on the backswing, most people, almost all people, really even good players, they, they lose track of what the club is doing up there. You, mm, so it, true. Especially just w- w- because you're bent over, your sense of like, spatial awareness is a little different because you're not standing straight up and down like you normally are and you're turning but man you get those hands out of your vision and the club out of your vision you you just lose track of what it's doing so if you have something there that'll give you some feedback and you'll feel your arm hit that and don't don't put pressure on it try not to put pressure on it on onto that swimmy and you know make some swings like that so you can start to feel what it feels like not to have a collapsed arm and think it'll make a world of difference yeah, you're exactly right. And 
I actually went on Amazon a little while back and was looking for those things because I, I buy them in bulk, those swimmies. Mm-hmm. And I actually found some for adults. Mm, so, need which those. are a little bit bigger. <laughs> yeah. For a little bit bigger in case you have, you know, adult size arms. Uh, but you're exactly right. You just put that thing on just above the elbow bend. And the goal is not to let your arm bend and bounce off of that yeah. inner tube. It's it's to bend and let it not t- have it not touch that inner tube. Mm-hmm. And you'll know you'll very quickly start to develop. Okay, my backswing is nowhere. Like this this feels so short. Okay, so now to get to the top, now I'm turning instead of just folding. And there's so much more club head speed in that alone than there is just that collapse and cast coming out of the top. Yeah. And I mean, we're just talking backswing right arm. I mean, we can, we're going to do another whole episode on the downswing right arm motion because it's just as important once you get up there, because there's so many poor concepts related to what that arm does coming on, coming into the downswing. I mean, absolutely. It's, it's, yeah. It, it's, yeah. It, it, how those arms function and how, and how they affect what the body does, especially relative to rotation tilt too both planes of motion you hold on to that right arm angle coming down and those are the guys that tilt back the most it really is amazing that right arm controls a lot of what the body does it really does your golfers are always going to react to the club coming down and that right arm probably more so than the left arm has such an impact on where that club is moving how it's pitched how it's released all those things and if that's not right like we see guys coming in all the time. Like I grind, I do these drills all the time. Then I get out there in the course and it never shows up. Well, it's because the the club is never being addressed. And then by extension of the club, the arms are never being addressed. It's like, it's okay to think of the swing as a body driven, you know, exercise or a body driven move. That That's great when you don't have a club face to worry about. But as soon as the club face becomes important and you're trying to hit the ball where you're looking, then man, the arms have got to be doing the right thing. The wrist have got to be doing the right thing or the body will never work correctly. No, no, absolutely. So, um, try that drill work on it on the range, hit some shots off a tee with it, with the swimmy on your arm. It may look a little funny at the range, but everyone's going to start asking you what you're doing. And, uh, you, you can tell them and they'll probably be trying it the next day. So give it, a, give it a shot. I think it'll make a huge difference in your ball striking. Here's, we've got a minute and 20 seconds left. Here's yeah. my quick tip about practicing on the range. All right. Do not do what everybody else on the range is doing. <laughs> yeah, That's mean, a guaranteed way to not get better. If you want to be exceptional and you want to improve, be the only guy out there doing X. If you're doing what everybody else is doing, golfers by nature, typically as a group, don't improve their swings very much. Don't follow the herd. Put a swimmy on your arm. <laughs> be the standout. Be the exception out there so you can improve. <laughs> Absolutely. Don't rake and beat. Don't rake the ball no, up. Don't. Beat it. Rake the ball <laughs> up. Beat. Don't, don't, don't do that. You're, you're, if you want to shoot a machine everybody. gun, go to the go to the gun range, not yeah, the driving range. You, at one, any point, you shouldn't have two balls in the air at the same time. <laughs> that's a bad sign. <laughs> All right, what do we need to talk about here? Anything else? No, I think that's it. If if you know somebody you think that's that this can help, uh, please go ahead and share it with them. Email it to them, text it to them, Facebook message. We don't have care how you do it. We're trying to help as many golfers as we can, and uh, you can help us do that. Awesome. Thanks, guys. We'll see you all in the next one.